Welcome to Medical Motherhood for July 16th, 2023. I'm Shasta Kearns-Moore. Medical Motherhood keeps you up to date each Sunday morning on news relevant to those raising disabled and neurodivergent children. Please consider a paid subscription to support my continuing freelance reporting on these topics too. You can find that online at medicalmotherhood.com. This week's photo is from Medical Papa Mick Stevens. A stack of more than a dozen cardboard boxes and a pile of packing paper sit in the front room of a nicely appointed house. You wouldn't think we would need this level of boxes and packing material for a month's worth of medical supplies, but it's a regular reality for our families. If you would like to submit your photo, please subscribe to Medical Motherhood and reply to the email with your pictures. Please know children's faces. What do you want people to see about the medical mom or medical dad life? First up in our news roundup this week is from the AP News. Families worry over the future of Medicaid caregiver payments that were expanded during the pandemic. Nathan Hill started receiving $12.75 an hour from a state Medicaid program to help care for his severely disabled son during the pandemic. Money, he said, allowed his family to stop using food stamps. The program was designed to provide a continuation of care and ease a home health worker shortage that grew worse after COVID-19 hit. But now, with the COVID-19 public health emergency over, he worries that the extra income will disappear. Some states have already stopped payments, while others have yet to make them permanent. The success of this during the pandemic was tremendous. For the first time, we were able to pay our own way, said the Meridian, Idaho resident. We're not relying on charities to help us pay our rent and utilities. States found that being flexible with caregiver payments helped keep residents served during the pandemic, said Kate McAvoy, executive director of the National Association of Medicaid Directors. She said surveys have shown, too, that people generally like receiving care from family members. But she also noted that there are concerns, both nationally and at a state level, about the potential for fraud when paying family members as opposed to an agency that may be subject to more oversight. States also want to make sure that any family caregivers are trained properly and provide quality care. But, said Holly Carmichael, whose daughter was born with a rare congenital disease, you provide better services to someone you love and care about. They're part of your life versus a job. Carmichael's financial services firm helps people do background checks on potential caregivers and then does payroll, tax withholdings, and other paperwork once they are hired. She said it makes no sense to end payments to family caregivers. We have a shortage of caregivers in our country, Carmichael said. We need to be pulling every lever we can. From Valley News in New Hampshire, summer camps for children with special needs in short supply. It was a Tuesday morning earlier this summer at Camp Aspire, a free, one-of-a-kind summer camp for children ages 6 to 16, 
with special needs run by the Special Needs Support Center, or SNSC, a White River Junction-based nonprofit organization that assists families in the Upper Valley of New Hampshire. The Special Needs Support Center is primarily funded by grants and donations. Within a week of opening for registration in January, the 14 slots for each week of Camp Aspire filled up, said Emma Wolishin, who leads Camp Aspire as part of her role as Youth Program Services Coordinator at SNSC. This year, it runs for one week in June and two weeks in August. During July, many Camp Aspire participants attend summer school programs in their home districts. It's a huge issue in the community, and how fast our camp filled up is a testament to the need, Wolishin said in a May phone interview. I wish there was more we could do. We're definitely trying, but the need is so big. Mom Annie Hone noted that finding a camp for her disabled son is a stark contrast from finding camp programs for her 11-year-old able-bodied daughter. It's sort of alarming how when you have a child who is disabled or has extra health care needs, how narrow the options are compared with what's already really kind of a tricky situation, trying to find care for young school-age kids, she said. Ideally, parents said there would be more programs like Camp Aspire and more funding to pay for one-on-one aids at traditional camp programs. There would also be more programs that work for children with mobility devices and transportation to help campers get where they need to go. I would just wish that there were enough camp opportunities that every child who wants to go to camp or every family that has a need for camp in the summer could be included, Han said. From the American Academy of Pediatrics, a news release. The AAP to create National Center for System of Services for Children with Special Health Care Needs. Itasca, Illinois. The Health Resources and Services Administration's Maternal and Child Health Bureau has awarded the American Academy of Pediatrics a $7.5 million cooperative agreement to form a new national center for a system of services for children and youth with special health care needs, or session. The project started in July. With the five-year cooperative agreement, the AAP will establish a National Center Consortium, or NCC, with Boston University, Family Voices, and the National Alliance to Advance Adolescent Health. The goal of the collaboration is to provide better care for more children and youth with special health care needs by supporting the implementation of the Maternal Child Health Bureau's Blueprint for Change, Guiding Principles for a System of Services for Sishan. The systemic barriers facing children and youth with special health care needs and their families are longstanding and underscore the need for new approaches to advance the system of services. The AAP and its partners are committed to transforming and improving the systems of services for Sishin and their families through the NCC and subsequent National Center. Medical Motherhood brings you quality news and information for raising disabled and neurodivergent children. Get it delivered to your inbox each Sunday morning or give a gift subscription. Subscriptions are free with optional tiers of support. Thank you to our paid subscribers. 
Follow Medical Motherhood on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or Pinterest. The podcast is also available in your feeds on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Visit the Medical Motherhood merchandise store through a link on our website. Do you have a story to share or an injustice that needs investigation? Tell me about it, and it may become a future issue. Thank you for listening. Our music was composed by Ehimitsu and used under a Creative Commons license. Mama Radio. Oh, Mama, all day.